Hello. 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 You can say something else. Hello. Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You're now tuned in to Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 199 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. I know we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. I know y'all ain't got a show since what, like, I don't want to say September, maybe something like that, uh, maybe August. Um, so I apologize for that wait, but uh, the show will be going back on a normal schedule uh, in November. So I had to sneak away to knock this episode out. Just a lot going on with two kids and you know the wife on maternity leave and things like that but uh we're getting back into the groove of things you know at the end of this month so the wife goes back to work and then the kids gonna be in school slash daycare full time and so you'll have these episodes coming regularly and um shout out to my nigga juice um i kicked it with him he does he did a episode with me uh way way back one of the first episodes in season one uh, he did with me years ago and um, shout out to him he came back in town he moved down to Atlanta he's doing his thing down there um, he came back up here because his mom's had surgery she's doing great doing good blessings to her and uh, you know we kicked it um, at a bar in Exarbin and I forgot the name of it but we watched the uh, the Husker game this was a couple weeks ago and uh yeah and uh so he was just asking me about the pod and i was just like damn it's been a minute since i've done the pod and i'm just you know so that's just been on my mind lately and shout out to him to saying hey you need to keep on doing it and shit like that so much love to my brother like that and uh so we here we here uh girls getting big uh we just got done doing the uh ghoul and glow event at the zoo uh which was cool um you know the henry dorley zoo is always pricey but you know luckily the kids are two and under so they were free and then i just had to just pay for me and the wife but that still was like what was that like 21 22 bucks each for us and then it wasn't that much candy and only exhibits that was open is the aquarium and the desert dome and there was so many people just in there and then you kind of walk around a circle and uh get candy but i i swear to god i think it was only like seven stations seven or eight candy stations and they was just giving out like little bags of like you know little things of uh twizzlers and like tootsie rolls and shit like that like it wasn't even no killer candy you know what i'm saying uh and then there was one uh guy that was giving out fucking uh uh electrolytes drink it was like gatorade powder mix i'm like nigga it is pitch black and it is cool as fuck out here why are you handing out packs of fucking electrolyte drinks and what am i uh, of electrolyte drinks it uh a mix and what am i gonna mix this up with you know what i'm saying but then they had like this uh vip package but it was called vig like very important ghoul and um 
what it was what it was was uh you uh i think the parents got a free cocktail and then so that was like 20 i want to say like 24 bucks per person like uh, per adult and then the kids got a treat bag but check this out and then the event started at 6 30 but if you got the vig very important ghoul uh package or whatever tickets you can start at six and then they got like a special treat bag and it was a cool little bag it was a little bag with a pumpkin that was shaped like a pumpkin and i guess it had candy in it nigga them tickets was uh 48 bucks for three and up 48 dollars per child and I seen families out there that had them bags and it was like families of five. Like it was the mom, the dad and three kids and all three of them kids had that. If you catch me spending almost two hundred dollars to walk around in a circle and look at some lights at uh, uh, at the zoo, uh, you know, I've made it. You know, I am the richest Negro in Omaha. I am on that Warren Buffett level because ain't no way I'm spending $200 on over $200 once you add taxes to go into the zoo for 30 minutes early and to get a free beer or a truly and then my kids get a grab bag that's pretty much some weak ass candy and a decent looking plastic bag. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. Ain't no damn way you're going to catch me out there like that. But, um, yeah, let's go ahead and see what's good. Start on the good old summer damn jam screen. Let's see. Well, let me go uh, pull up my notes real quick. Um, so last week or about a week and a half ago, uh, there was this substitute teacher that got fired over her problematic tweets about her male students. It wasn't the shit she was tweeting that was kind of you know anti uh lgbtq um it was you know what she was saying about little boys and you know me i didn't really have a problem with it um because y'all know how i feel about you know little boys growing up you know without their dads and shit like that or strong male figures out here um but let me pull this up so this maryland teacher she got fired uh her name is on twitter it was most hated or whatever but the things they got uh pulled up the tweets that they pulled up was uh let me see here it was she said this is the one that really got her up out the paint and uh, this sister and it said black women raising boys please stop letting your sons pick up your female traits I have the bitchiest boys in my class. I know y'all have some men around somewhere. This shit is getting ridiculous. I don't I didn't see a problem with that at all because we do have a lot of little sassy ass little boys running around here, you know, trying to be a strong black woman. We do have a lot of little black boys running around here, you know, uh, just being super sassy, you know, ain't even on, you know, ain't even got that, you know, that gay gene up in them. You know, but they just have these these feminine attributes. They're super emotional. They don't know how to roll up their sleeves and actually get shit done. You know, they running around here whining and wanting somebody to do something for them. And that's for the older ones, you know, those, you know, 11, 12, 13 year olds, you know, even these older teens. 
when you grow up and you got this bullshit ass mentality that somebody's supposed to give you something when you're a grown ass man and you out here whining and complaining and then you look up now you fucking you know 35 years old and you just on some bum shit and you used to being up under your mama your grandma your auntie and shit like that so now you done you done threw your life away and you laid up under some woman who's got her shit together and you sitting up here being a dusty ass negro laid up on the couch you know begging her to you know buy you the latest edition of 2k you know what i'm saying or the latest call of duty or some shit you you, can i use your car while you go to work you know what i'm saying you ain't even on fucking jody level you ain't even got a fucking bike you know from baby boy you know, and what's crazy is that nigga was only 20, but here you are 35 and you've been, you know, throwing your whole life away. You know what I'm saying? But and then I seen some people talking about she should have been fired, blah, 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 and all this other shit. And some of the shit she was saying was problematic, like some of the, the, the gay shit she was talking about. Um, that, that was kind of problematic. But, you know, as far as the little black boys and shit like that, like y'all got to have them in sports. You got to have them in the wrestling team. You got to have them around your uncles. You know, if you if the baby daddy, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend ain't in your life, you know, you got to you got to have some men in the family, some men in the family. And I don't know if y'all grew up like me, but a lot of times, you know, you had them black men in the family and be like, man, boy, get up under your mama. Come on out here with us. You know what I'm saying? Like a family kickback and shit like that. Go kick it with the men and shit like and uh, shit like that. Or, you know, you playing basketball or something. You whining about a car. Quit whining and go get the ball back. You know what I'm saying? It's just different shit like that. Like you need shit like that. As a boy, you need a man to just show you how to get shit done. And there's so many times where these niggas out in these streets getting killed over emotional shit you know what i'm saying just uh they feelings got hurt online because somebody didn't say something sassy to them you know or just look at fucking facebook you know what i'm saying you look at all the facebook drama i'm not on facebook no more i've been off that for over a year now but um well close to a year that was my new year's resolution this year um but you'll see a nigga just going back and forth with women in the comments just arguing with them going back and forth and it's just like bro just leave that shit alone leave that shit alone just stop it and then you see so many videos you're seeing more and more of like uh teenage boys putting their hands on teenage girls and shit like that the only way you got to put your hands on a woman is getting them the fuck up off you pushing them up off you if they putting their hands on you trying to scratch your face and shit like that and you know trying to throw hands on you just push them on up out the way you get up out the situation but these niggas is squaring up doing all kind of shit i just saw a video on twitter today where this nigga got knocked out right and so his girlfriend comes over and she's like crouching over his body trying to protect him like please stop you know you know hollering leave him the fuck alone blah 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 why did a nigga just come up and just pistol whip her and knock her out too i'm just like yo what is going on with these niggas out here but it's just that bitch made mentality though you know what i'm saying and what happens and i'm gonna tell these sisters that and i'm gonna tell just all these single women raising boys you know a lot of times when you coddle your sons and you know trying to keep them up under your arm and try to protect them and do all this shit and things like that and you overprotect them and shit like that you know a lot of times they'll get out in this real world knowing that they don't have the tools to actually get shit done and they'll end up resenting you and start blaming you for all this shit 
You know what I'm saying? That, oh, I can't find no job. I can't get this house because of you. Because you know you didn't teach me how to do this. You didn't teach me how to do that. You didn't da 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 You know what I'm saying? A lot of times these niggas grow up bitter. And they end up hating women. And they going to have resentment towards you and shit like that. And you want to, I didn't do nothing. I was just trying to raise you, baby. You know, and shit like that. But this nigga up here throwing fits and he mad at you. Because this nigga's 46 years old. Staying up in the crib, you know, in your house. You know what I'm saying? This nigga still got a room at your house you know and you just like i just trying to love my baby just make sure he all right and shit like that and you just raise just a grown baby this is a grown child that's what you raised a man child you can't even say man child it's just a a large child with facial hair you know what i'm saying just on some dusty shit so i didn't see what she said wrong maybe it was the wording of it and shit like that but you gotta you know, you got to get these boys into these mentor programs. You have to take that step. You know, you got to be, you know, and then the deadbeat ass daddies, you know, y'all niggas ain't off the hook. But you know what happens with a deadbeat ass daddy? He was probably raised, you know, by some fuck ass parents. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, he was raised by a single woman or some shit like that. And he saw his saw his mama struggling and doing all this shit. But she made ends meet, even though, you know, she was working herself, you know, to the fuck working her fingers to the bone, you know, to support him and his siblings. He grew up seeing that and he thinking, oh, shit, you know, I can go around here and plant my seeds, you know, and have all these different baby mamas and shit. And, you know, they can take care of them because my mama took care of me. You know what I'm saying? So that cycle continues. You know what I'm saying? So single mothers raise little fuck niggas a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time, but a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Or them and then them fuck niggas have kids and then they have little fuck ass kids and them little fuck ass kids grow up to be low, you know, to be grown ass fuck niggas. That's just, you know, the cycle continues. But we have to break that cycle. <clears throat> And this ain't even just in the black communities. I know some fuck ass uh, white boys, too, who ain't taking care of their seeds either. I know some fuck ass white boys and some fuck ass white niggas that ain't out here doing their thing, you know. But that, you know, that 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 stereotype is always on black folks It's always on black folks. But on a positive note, I know at my daughter's school um, every morning I see a bunch of black men dropping their kids off all the time all the time i see it all the time dropping their kids off you know tell them they love them and shit like that and picking them up too like if i get off early enough to pick up the girls a bunch of brothers out there picking up their seeds you know what i'm saying but if you raising these little black boys these little half black boys these little white boys these little hispanic boys and shit like that get them in a program with some men get them in a program with some men even if, you know, even if it's, you know, hanging out with, you know, their uncle cutting the yard and shit like that, running around town, you know, just running errands and shit like that. Just see how a man handles his fucking business. But going back to this teacher, I don't think she should have been suspended or uh, fired. She's a substitute. And uh, so, like I said, some of the shit was problematic. I think she should have had a chance to defend herself instead of the cancel mob coming after her um, because she was saying some real shit. You know, uh, boys need men, you know, boys need their, you know, their mothers and their fathers, just like little girls need their mothers and their fathers. You know what I'm saying? You need two. 
You need two to get the shit done and to see what a healthy relationship looks like and how to interact with the opposite sex, you know, and how to deal with the same sex, you know, uh, growing up and, you know, doing those things that your father did, that your uncle did, that your coach did, you know, and getting that life game, you know. So even me at my big age, I'm still always soaking up game from people, from other men, you know, who's doing way better than me, you know, from older guys. So I still soak up game every chance I get. Any type of game an OG want to drop on me, I'm shutting the fuck up and I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening either to where the OG fucked up at or where he stepped up at. You know what I'm saying? So that's just it is what it is. But it shouldn't be that way as far as this teacher being fired. But we're just going to go ahead and move on. I just think a lot of people get offended when you start telling the truth. Like, hey, it needs to be two parents in the household. Uh, You need to start doing this with your child, be interacting with your child and shit like that. Then all of a sudden it's just like, you can't tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. And all this other shit. Or you talk to the nigga, man, she just tripping. She won't let me see my kids and blah, blah, blah. No, sir. You want to go over there and get some pussy. That's what you want, sir. But um, let me see what else is on this good old summer damn jam screen. Um, man, I really don't want to talk about this nigga Kanye. Like, I really don't want to talk about this nigga. This nigga has just been on a tear for shit. What? Like three weeks now? Like all of October or some shit like that? Like this nigga has just been going off on a fucking tangent. And what sucks about Kanye now is this nigga's just off his rocker. This nigga is just off the deep end. This nigga is just, you know, sometimes he'll be saying some real shit, but the rest is just bullshit. Like Candace Owens, like brought this nigga up out of his cocoon, you know, his coon cocoon. And because at first he was chilling for a minute. And then all of a sudden, this nigga just came out the woodworks, just, hey, hey, nigga, you know, just going off. Hey, that nigga didn't die. That nigga didn't die of a choke. Yeah, he, he died of fentanyl. Did you see? You know, and he's talking in this white voice. And, um, you know, it was wild to see, uh, you know, him getting banned from platforms like he was on. Like what started it was he was on Instagram posting his uh text messages talking crazy to diddy and shit like that and um talking to talking to somebody i forgot the designer's name uh there was a designer close to virgil and uh you know he he was just he felt like he was hating on virgil uh kanye was virgil ablo who uh did uh off-white rest in peace and you know he's the he was the creative director at uh louis vuitton and Kanye was talking about how um, he got the position first, but he turned it down at Louis Vuitton and they gave it to, you know, Virgil. And Virgil was doing his thing, but Cuz died of uh, cancer, you know, was it last year? Just last year or whatever. And uh, he's just been slandering Cuz. Like, Kanye just been slandering him, and that's supposed to be your man's, right? And so, you know, just kind of slamming his his designs and all this other shit and just talking crazy about him and it, i think it was just the jealousy thing i think it was the partnership that virgil had with nike the louis vuitton thing just how he blew up and shit like that and you know just doing his thing and he was just shitting on this man and this is supposed to be your friend and this man is dead now and so he got called out for that and then diddy was trying to talk some sense into him and you just can't talk sense into that nigga and then so he got banned on instagram then he came on twitter 
you know, talking crazy and talking about how he's going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews and some shit like that, exposing the Jews and all this, this other bullshit. And that's where he fucked up at. You know, Kanye was like, oh, I can disrespect niggas all day. Let me take it a step further. Fuck the Jews. You know what I'm saying? He started going on that shit. And then it was just like, oh, bro, the Jews, they, they, they run a lot. They run a lot. They, they, they control a lot of the media that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? That you're trying to, you know, talk and shit like that. So then this nigga goes on drink champ and start doubling down. Then he starts talking about George Floyd. May that brother rest in peace. How he didn't die from, you know, the knee in his neck and uh, how he was actually high on fentanyl. And he was trying to promote Candace Owens uh, documentary. And, you know, that that coon ass wench, she um, got this nigga hook, line and sinker. You know, she like I said, she woke him out the, out the coon cocoon. And, you know, he came out a coon butterfly. You know what I'm saying? So this nigga comes out his cocoon just on a he just, you know, he admits that he doesn't read. So he's watching this Candace Owen documentary that she didn't, you know, put together. And, you know, all she's doing is griffing white folks. You know, it's just a whole griff. It's a hustle. And so she started hustling this nigga. This nigga talking about, oh, I'm a bipolar. And what's funny is her husband is like the, uh, what is he, the CEO of Parlor and shit like that. So this nigga's about to buy a white supremacist uh, Twitter, uh, bootleg Twitter. And that's all Parlor is. And uh, this nigga's just going off the deep end. And Candace Owens just, you know, using him as a puppet. So then these, this nigga, uh, so before that uh, Drink Champs interview, and I don't, and I don't know why they gave this nigga a platform, but Nori was on there talking about, oh, we got more views than the NFL. Then all of a sudden, a day later, when the Jews, uh, his Jewish handlers came on, they was like, hey, nigga, you need to go apologize. This nigga gets on Hot 97 talking with uh, Rosenberg and, uh, you know, starts apologizing and shit like that. Like, oh, you know, I, I regret it, blah, blah, blah. I was just drunk, man. I'm like, okay, nigga, you wasn't that fucking drunk, whatever. And you just you wanted the views. Now you're regretting it and all this other shit. Now it's like throw a stone, hide your hand like niggas stand on your square. We wanted the views. We knew that Kanye is a polarizing figure and uh, we knew he was going to say some shit. I wasn't prepared for the wild shit they was going to say, but we're going to leave the episode up. You know what I'm saying? But no, this nigga, you know, fake apology around. You know how that shit go. But before the Drink Champs interview, this nigga did a show. And this nigga had a White Lives Matter shirt on, him and Candace Owens. And they knew exactly what they was doing. And it was just like, Kanye, niggas can't defend you no more, bro. And uh, when he did that White Lives Matter t-shirt thing i think the the jew comments came afterwards and then once he did that black folks just kind of you know you know just kind of wiped the dirt off their hands and you know washed their hands with the gold dial soap and uh was like hey nigga you're done you know you lost your base and then he's still running around here he was on pierce morgan talking crazy that nigga was talking about how he wants to be a white man. And it was just like, God damn. Uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates was correct. He wrote an article in The Atlantic. And I got that linked in the um, description notes about how Kanye, he wrote this back in 2018, four years ago, talking about how Kanye wanted, you know, access to whiteness and shit like that. But what's even wilder, what's even wilder is Jamie Foxx tried to warn us. There's a clip on youtube of the old uh foxhole radio 
and uh, Jamie Foxx is talking about traveling right when the Taylor Swift shit happens. When he, you know, snatched the mic and was talking about Beyonce had the greatest uh, video of all time and shit like that. And how white folks were like tripping on him because he knew Kanye and shit. And he was talking about, you know, if you catch the very beginning, how Kanye was talking about, oh, these white folks love us. These white folks love us. And he's like, nah. And Jamie Foxx was like, nah, nah, nah. Ain't nothing like getting love from your own people. Because once you get love from your own people, they are just super loyal to you. And that's true. Because you look at a nigga like Tyler Perry, this nigga can do no wrong in the black community. None at all. This nigga puts out the same fucking Medea story every fucking time. And we all gonna go see it. Myself included. You know what I'm saying? And I still need to watch that Jasmine Blues. People saying it's really good. But you see people tweeting about the TV shows on BET Plus and shit like that. Like, like once you got the black folks dollar and you're consistent and you ain't out here bullshitting, even though Tyler Perry did some weird shit with that 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 cop event on his studios. Like black folks, they, they even look past that. They're like, ah, we fuck with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? This nigga gave us Medea. He gave us these fire ass plays. You know what I'm saying? He gave us Diary of a, a Mad Black Woman and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? So we fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But but going back to that Jamie Foxx story, so he's talking about that, telling Kanye that, and it just shows like Kanye was just creeping on that coon train even then. You know what I'm saying? Even way back then. What was that, 2009, 2010? Or some shit like that when uh, Jamie Foxx told that story. But yeah, if y'all can, go find that um, that video of Jamie Foxx saying that at the beginning of the Taylor Swift story. That's what he talks about. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, me and Kanye were somewhere. And he's like, yeah, these white folks, they loving us now. You know, when we can blah, 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 blah. And he's like, nah, nah, ain't nothing like love from your own people, from black folks. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, Kanye always had that coon gene in him. You know what I'm saying? He always, he was always on that coon train. He was tiptoeing towards it. And he, this nigga went full-blown coon because on that Pierce Morgan shit, this nigga was on there talking about uh, how he how he empathizes with the straight white man. And he want, he's about to be at that, he's about to be at that level. And then he had to catch himself. Now, if you catch him, that nigga's like, oh, shit, Freudian slip. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, I, 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 I said my true intentions. I want to be a white man. And uh, he was talking about being on the level of a rich white man. Now, I'm just like, nah, nigga, you just want to be a white man. I bet you Kanye West would give up them billions of dollars if he could bleach his skin and be just a regular-ass Joe Schmo white dude. You know what I'm saying? But... That's enough about talking about that nigga. Like it's draining, and I can't defend him. You know, it will be a situation where I'm like, "Oh man, his mama died," and you know, he was in that psych ward and shit like that. Man, fuck that nigga, man. Like I, I'ma listen to like the, the 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 graduation album. You know, what I'm saying late registration, college dropout, and shit like that because it still slumps. But I mean, in real life, maybe that nigga should have stayed in college, all right? And he might have would have learned something. But um, let's see what else we got on that good old summer damn jam screen. Oh shit! Oh yeah, and that nigga lost his endorsement with a uh, Balenciaga too and shit like that. But anyways, so uh, well, Black Omaha been talking about this for the past. Well, it was only about a day or two. Uh, talking about Time Out Chicken. So if you're not from the O, you're not from down north, you're not from around the way, Plum Nelly. Dark side of Nebraska, Omaha, uh, or just o- Omaha and in general. And there's this chicken place we have called Timeout Chicken. 
and it slaps it's been around you know even before i was before i was born been around since what the 50s uh and it's been black owned for about 50 years i believe because they bought it from the family bought it from i think tyson foods maybe or was it conagra i can't remember it's either conagra or tyson they bought the restaurant from um and they've been frying up that chicken and hitting us with them big bob burgers you know since forever so you know me i'm always two piece in a roll it's cheap as hell it's still only like 375 you know for two pieces of chicken and a roll you know what i'm saying you can't beat that shit so i do that on my lunch break uh i take my 30 early on my route because i'm always in the area and uh yeah but they're talking about so if y'all remember it was a couple years ago the owner died and then it was closed for a hot minute so people were like oh shit these niggas just about to close and then the family came back opened it up and shit like that so now they're selling it so now they're selling it um which is it's, it's kind of heartbreaking but they want a four million dollar price tag so it includes timeout and i think it, in, it includes that lot next door that used to be like a tobacco hut type place and it used to they used to sell ice cream years ago it looks like a barn right next door so it's right off of 30th and um north 30th um and shit and it's like two other properties so it's like four lots um that that they're that they're selling and it's a four million dollar price tag and i was like shit I was like, let me check my 401k can't do it but uh <laughs> but you know what's going to happen uh we we see this happening uh on 30th street the whole strip of 30th white folks are coming back to the heart of the city they want the north side because you know i think they're tired of uh living so fucking far out west in those gated communities uh in those uh with all these shopping complexes that look like fucking office buildings it look like a fucking business park you know and there's no soul there there's no soul uh you're so fucking far out from everything and uh you know they're revamping north downtown they calling that shit noto but i just knew it as you know along cummings you know anyways um so people wants to get closer to downtown area and they just want to be in the heart of the fucking city so people are you know they want to raise families in actual neighborhoods not fucking gated communities with all these cookie cutter fucking houses and shit even though if you be on the backside excuse me of 680 like if you hop on at either if you're coming from iowa across the mormon bridge or you hop on at 30th street or uh what is that 58th or if you hop on 72nd uh on the backside of 680 north um so where it curves around to, towards irvington like near irvington um you'll see like all these fucking cookie cutter houses being built like it's a whole development um it's kind of it's on the other side of the interstate by cunningham lake and they just building like all these houses in different shades of brown gray tan and like off white and it just like it's like and the, they just putting them shits up they just putting them shits up and so you know you got people you know they've said that people want to come back to the heart of the city and you know what's fucking crazy is i've been back down north since 2017 
and my property taxes have been gradually just going up and up there was one year that our property taxes based off of our home evaluation them shits our t property taxes went up like a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying you like what the fuck for my property taxes you know what i'm saying and so then it stayed the same and then it went up and then they tried to go up again this upcoming year that i'll have to pay in uh 2023 so for 2022 they tried to like say that my house was you know this outrageous amount and i'm like nah nigga you tripping so basically i fought that and um and they, they were like well do you want us to come out and inspect i was like yes i want you to come out and inspect because the only thing that i've done is i keep up my yard and that's it like i haven't done any new additions or nothing like they don't even look inside your home and the only thing that they do is they're just like oh we seen a house sold in this area for this much okay let's jack up the property taxes or they jack it up to try to price you out so your property taxes get so fucking expensive that your mortgage goes up then you can't catch up on your mortgage then all of a sudden you ain't paying your property taxes then all of a sudden they can just just take your fucking house you like so you can be paying your your mortgage and shit like that or you know paying the old amount and shit and then all of a sudden it, your mortgage then went up you know like 30 40 bucks a month and you're like yo what the fuck it's sometimes even like up to 100 bucks extra you're like yo what the fuck happened and then you look at your tax statement and shit like that so they're trying to price people out so you you know you'll go bad on your taxes and then they can come in and just swoop your shit like they could literally take your house if you're behind on taxes so you can have you know $250,000 house $300,000 house and you didn't you know haven't paid your property taxes in over you know two three years so they can just take your house for a small amount of like seven eight thousand dollars you like yo are you fucking serious but anyways so when i did the interview the guy was just being a straight dick to me like he's like i've been doing this for over 30 years and, and they never go down and blah 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 and i'm just like and so everything he's throwing at me i'm hitting it he was like are you having some foundation issues and blah 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 something that affects your daily life and i'm just i'm like yes i got a huge crack in my garage and it's on a wall and i don't know if it's like a load bearing wall or what i want you to come out here and look at it well is there anything else yes i have a roof that is actually an asbestos roof and it was made back in 1945 when the house was built well is that i'm just i'm just rambling off shit and then he's just then all of a sudden he's like well i don't think anything gonna happen then i get this letter in the mail boom i'm, I'm the teflon don i didn't beat the case they didn't they they're not gonna raise my property taxes and then i and so i had everything down so ironclad i'm going over my neighbor's shit because i you can look up their addresses and see what they're paying and shit like that i'm like well, why this house this catacorner to me is the same brick mason type house and got the same many uh bathrooms and all this other shit only difference is they ain't got a pool in their backyard but they still sitting on an acre and they got the same brick house and blah 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 and how come their property taxes ain't went up in like 10 years well they probably just you know they bought the house so long ago that they say they bought the house so long ago that their property tax rate is just going to stay the same what they pay for the house i'm like well why can't my rate stay the same what i paid for the house it was just silent on the phone and then he goes off on some other shit like this is like 
it was probably like a seven eight second like silence like it was just crazy but i'm just so happy that i you know got that shit and uh beat it because with two kids i just you know we can afford it but i don't want to be out here fucking tight wallet budgeting shit you know what i'm saying i just i don't want to fucking do that i don't want to just tighten the reins and you know okay well this month we only can go out you know we can only have a date night out you know only maybe mm, let's see uh one time this month you know what i'm saying like i work too hard i'm working fucking 55 to 70 hours a week my wife is working too hard you know what i'm saying she got her master's degree and now she's adding credits to her master's like motherfuckers work too hard to be out here you know budgeting and like we budget anyway but i'm talking about like you you gotta choose between goddamn you know uh mountain dew and fucking uh morning dew soda you know what i'm saying or storm lightning or some shit like that some off-brand ass soda like making them type of budget cuz i'm like fuck that shit ain't no way boy ain't no goddamn way boy but anyway so they raise your property tax to try to push you out with all these people coming in so going back to the timeout thing coming around the block uh my fear is that you know one of these fucking investment groups and i say this in air quotes is going to come in and buy up the property and it's going to give them the recipe you know that's what the post was saying and you'll get the recipe for the chicken and shit like that and you know what's going to fucking happen it's going to turn into one of them fucking uh gentrified ass restaurants where the uh goddamn where the the stools are like uh wood and iron and the table is like iron like burnt wood and shit like that and you know they got those weird um like free hanging uh light bulbs hanging from it you know the gentrified pack you know all them new restaurants and shit that have that shit like up in blackstone um and, and they're gonna call it fucking like they're gonna call it some shit like timeout chicken and craft beer you know what i'm saying they're gonna put a fucking uh north oak brewery like on one of them fucking lots you know what i'm saying and they're gonna be like hey guys welcome to timeout craft beer uh do you guys want to try the new ernie chambers ipa uh we also got a brenda council hard cider you know what i'm saying it's gonna be some bullshit like that and then when niggas be like hey man i ain't feeling this this chicken don't taste the same you know what i'm saying then they're gonna get rid of the fucking soda machine so you can't enjoy your fucking two-piece roll with a fucking orange uh not an orange soda but a strawberry soda and then they're gonna be like well you know what we do have this uh this mayor mike fahey strawberry uh ipa blend it's a blondie ipa with a hint of strawberry leaves in it you know and some nigga gonna flip over the goddamn table because he mad about it because he want that strawberry soda and then what's gonna happen they're gonna hire racist ass 88 tactical as the fucking uh security there just like that uh that 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 fucking uh rooftop uh pool place out there on fucking 204th when niggas start coming out there they hired racist ass 88 tactical to get y'all niggas up under control them them white folks just be itching to do some shit and 88 tactical they were trying to get some old um they tried to work out a deal with the omaha police department uh to get some old equipment in exchange for ammunition 
and I ain't don't that shit sound weird like they wanted some old uh like bulletproof vests uh bulletproof helmets and all this other kind of police uh gear that's military grade that's quote unquote expired and the city council you know nixed it I think they nixed it or it just fell off the agenda you know because I definitely emailed um oh girl uh Juanita my city council rep about that shit I'm like hey oh no like what kind of fucking backdoor ass shit is this like the 88 tactical places out there in Gretna and first off you got 88 in it and they're trying to talk like like it's signal 88 you know what I'm saying Uh, a police call for uh I don't know if it's for help or some shit or for backup but this man has uh coordinates like map coordinates all through the uh the paintings in the in the in the uh 88 tactical if y'all ever been in there it's like a big ass walmart for gun nuts and so at one one of the elevation points was fucking 1488 you know what i'm saying you know how crazy that is like to have fucking 1488 like as a quote-unquote elevation point so that fucking 1488 it always breaks down to um what is it we must secure the um fucking uh we must secure the existence of our people in the future for white children so that's 14 words right and 88 breaks down to uh hell hitler right two h's so i remember when they when they put that shit up um i saw on twitter how they were talking about this that's it was like item number 75 on the agenda and i remember i emailed juanita and i told her you know i read the email for from for verbatim i said i would like to protest item 75 which states that the omaha police department will swap and i put in quotes expired tactical gear with a private company exchange for in exchange for ammunition 88 tactical has too many nazi coincidences and i don't think the city of omaha or the police department will want to be in bed with this sort of quote-unquote business the name and logo alone should have alarmed officials in the metro area 88 means hail hitler but this company is hiding behind a police code that means situation secure the logo looks like the imperial eagle from the nazi party party and the owner even named his dog after nazi slash german tanks called panzer p-a-n-z-e-r he even had 1488 plastered on the walls inside of his business 1488 breaks down to 14 words we must secure uh, the exi- existence of our people and a future for white children and i put a link there and i said and ask yourself with a company having so many nazi dog whistles coincidences signals why do they want the exper- expired military grade equipment what are they planning who do they plan to give this sort of equipment to we have witnessed the racialized terror attack in buffalo new york by a white supremacist and uh, military grade equipment nebraska does not need to be next take item number 75 out of the consent agenda then i wrote then i put all these sources and links down because there's all kind of watchdog groups um in omaha who watch like far right groups and shit like that and so this dude he's just a fucking weirdo who owns 88 tactical so if y'all look up 88 tactical omaha you'll see the 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 logo it looks like a fucking imperial eagle from the fucking uh from the third reich you know and so it's just weirdo shit but like i was saying with the whole timeout shit like i said a nigga gonna flip over the table then they gonna have 88 tactical down there and then all of a sudden you know niggas ain't gonna be allowed to go down there but 
I have been on this summer damn jam screen too long. I don't know what we can do to save time out, but we got to figure something out, black folks. All right. And all my folks down north. But let me throw it to my nigga Hove. Hove. It's been a minute, my nigga. How you been? Let me hear something. One more time, Hove. Come on. You there? What you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. It's been a minute, Tyrone. So I slid you a good 20 piece. You know, you good to go, my friend. So you should be high for at least, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. But um, anyways, uh, t- speaking of selling hope like dope, um, what is going on with Netflix? Uh, them niggas is talking about in 2023 they're gonna roll out something where if you're sharing a password they're gonna charge you like three dollars or something like three dollars per password share or some shit like that like netflix is just going down the hill like i'm so happy that we're not paying for it anymore so we pay for hbo max and then we got people you know in the family who use that and then my brother-in-law he pays for netflix because the only thing decent about netflix is the children's programming because other than that it ain't nothing but african uh movies and bollywood love stories and you know middle eastern shit and i'm like nigga i am not about to watch any of this shit it's like it's just trash stuff like i can't think of the last decent movie i watched on netflix like oh that was good that was a good netflix original like nothing like we'd be watching them uh them english dramas from across the pond you know them limited series and shit and they just turn out to be just trash we watched one where um where it was black folks across the pond and uh like a girl went missing or something like that like this dude's girlfriend went missing and it turned out she was selling pussy and then uh she was selling it because the pimp uh her brother owes the pimp money but the brother was in jail or some shit like that and then then i think the pimp ended up getting killed or something and then the the dude was on trial the 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 uh, host boyfriend was on trial and you don't find out nothing at the end if he's if he's acquitted of murder or nothing it just kind of goes off and you have to interpret it i was like nigga i'm done with netflix i'm done like we invested like every episode it was like five episodes like 45 minutes what's that hour and a half three hours so almost four hours we invested into this shit and then it's like okay like nigga what you know what i'm saying like i invested all this time and you don't give me a definitive ending like get the fuck out of here like they ain't done shit dope since i did watch the redeem team that was did that was decent and then um and let me quit lying in. So the Redeem team, I watched that a couple days ago. That was fire. And uh, I like how they were truthful about Kobe um, joining the, the that Olympic team because he was trying to get his image back and, you know, clean it up after that, that Colorado bullshit. And, um, yeah, and the, and the Jordan shit, that was that was dope, the last dance. But that was in 2020. That that was fire because everybody was on lockdown except for my dumb ass. Um, and everybody was watching it. Like the whole world was just sitting up watching it. Like all the sports fans was watching it. And it was great to see people just kind of stop 
and witness the greatness of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, you know, Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, Horace Grant, like all of those guys from those Bulls team. It's like it was great just seeing that Judd Bushler. Um, yeah, just just seeing that, just seeing how great those teams were and just realizing like, oh, shit, like like them niggas ran the 90s like you know how crazy that is them niggas ran the 90s you know what i'm saying they won a title uh and what 1991 and then mike then they lost it for two seasons and then came back for another three peat like you know how crazy that is to do two three peats in a decade like that's that's unheard of like that's just bananas right them niggas ran the 90s like everywhere everybody was a bulls fan like you couldn't hate on the bulls you just couldn't so that was dope but yeah other than that like netflix been trash like i'm just so glad we just don't pay for it because like all the time it's just like foreign movies foreign movies and it's like even them big blockbuster hits they be trying to do like the movie with the rock and uh uh what's that guy who put in the guy who plays deadpool and the woman who plays wonder woman i don't even know them niggas name that they did like some heist movie that was trash and then uh the movie with ryan gosling and captain america the chris evans uh that was okay but it was like eh like yeah netflix like you fucking suck that's why you nickel and diamond and people are bringing up old tweets from like 2017 where it said love is sharing a password and it's just like yeah y'all niggas trash but anyways what i really wanted to talk about there is a twitter account that all of black omaha and omaha's need to be following it's blue underscore snitch right so this is ran by uh police captain former police captain retired police captain uh colleen Hinchy. okay and she's talking about she was with the omaha police department for 23 years and uh, she just started this account and today i'm a whistleblower against chief tosh Schmider and the culture of corruption that he has created and then so she's just going through and just dropping just gems about you know the dirtball shit that's going on uh with the omaha police department currently and my thing is there's always been some weirdo shit going on with omaha police department like you've been with them for 23 years so like why are you just now coming to the light you know after you even got your your pension and shit like that you know you done retired successfully now all of a sudden you want to fucking blow the whistle and you want to peel back you want to step over that thin blue line and peel back that blue curtain you know that blue wall of protection like that's what kind of fucks me up like what were you doing during the abuse during the allegations during the misconducts like while it was happening under your watch captain what the fuck was you doing now all of a sudden you want to fire off some tweets now that you retired and you ain't got shit else to do you know what i'm saying that's just that's a punk ass move right there you know what i'm saying what were you doing in the line of fire you know trying to protect trying to protect civilians and shit like that against abuse you know what i'm saying against uh unjust policies and shit like that unjust arrest like what were you doing during then you just standing there just kind of watching you like i'm gonna document this i can't wait to tell people about this when i retire in a couple years you know what i'm saying that's why i got that shit is selling hope like dope like i appreciate the information but what the fuck was you doing during that time like what were you doing when you were an active captain you can talk all the shit in the world retired 
But what were you doing during the shit? What were you doing during the misconduct and abuse? You know, but I mean, definitely check out the account. Like I said, it's blue underscore snitch. And uh, I think she did a a podcast or something uh, not too long ago um, regarding, uh, you know, why she chose to come and talk now and shit like that. But it's one of those things where it's just like, I feel like it's too little too late. You know, if you actually there, like, you know, you need to be doing some shit. And then uh, one good thing that she did expose was uh, how we got these um, elections coming up with uh, Don Bacon and shit like that up on for Congress. Um, and uh, one of the, the Omaha police uh, president, T- Tony Connors, who I talk about all the time, that, that chubby ass coon, you know, who damn near caught COVID and died. This nigga was beating the shit out of his wife. There's a domestic violence call against this nigga. And this nigga just has the audacity to just be out there just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, out here wagging his finger thinking he the next Kanye West. And this nigga at home, you know, beating the shit out of his wife. And I'm like, okay, you just you just fit the stereotype of a cop, you know, beating the shit out your wife. Hate black folks, even though you are black. You know what I'm saying? Right winger, you know, defend, defend, defends the right with his fucking life. You know, it's just it's fucking disgusting. But yeah, definitely follow that account. Uh, hopefully she keeps it up, uh, keeps talking and keeps exposing the corruption of what's going on. Um, I think I stopped the other day uh, a few weeks ago coming from work because I had a headlight out and it was the f- it was the funniest interaction to me. Not like ha ha funny, but just, you know, just and this lady, she, the lady who stopped me, like when I get stopped, I play no games. I get my license out right away. I turn I turn on the lights in the car first, take my license out. I have my insurance and my uh, and my uh, registration in a little uh, see through um, like uh, kind of pamphlet folding type thing that's up in the visor. So I reach up there, grab that. I put that shit out the window with both hands, and I just keep my hands out. That lady's like, I pulled you over for da 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 da. She's just talking. I ain't saying shit. I just I have the car off. I ain't saying nothing. I just got that in hand, and then she's like, I'll be right back. And then she runs my shit and comes right back because I'm clean. And she's just like, I'm gonna just give you a warning this time. I'm like, okay, thank you. And I, and that's it. I don't do no small talk. I don't do nothing. She was she was trying to ask me where I'm going, uh, or no, where I was coming from. I didn't say shit. I didn't say nothing. I just here here's my information. That's it. That's it. You know, okay, just sit tight. And my hands out the window the whole time. I ain't I ain't about to sit tight. These hands about to be out here. I'm not giving you a reason for shit. I treat that shit just like uh, Mr. Nilly Fuller says. Like you a P, like like you POW, prisoner of war. Like you, you caught. That's it. Yep, you got me. I don't go off like these niggas that you see on YouTube. I know my rights. You know, being a pain in the ass, and then you get arrested, and then you gotta go to court to fight it. Then they fight and they win it. Like I see, I told you. No, nah, nigga, I gotta get home to my family, bro. Like I can't be on, I can't be on social media. This is how you fight and unjust stop and blah 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 and all this other shit. Nah, nigga, here's my information. My shit's legal. Here you go. 
I'm not about to tell you where I'm going and where I came from. And, you know, I ain't about to go off on this. Am I suspected of a crime and blah, blah, blah? No, here's my information. Run my shit. Give me my shit back. I'm out of here. That's it. You know, if you want to do, you know, some other silly shit now. okay, we can get into some silly shit if you try to arrest me or some shit like that. Like, okay, what are you taking me for and shit like that? Well, I don't like the way that you handed me your ID. All right, let's go on downtown. Let me go ahead and get this lawsuit started. I need my lawyer. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, as soon as they pull me over, I hit that light, get my get my wallet out, get my license out. Then I reach up top, get that before they even come to the car. I got my shit out, both hands out the window. There you go. There you go. Because I'm just I'm not doing this shit with y'all today. I've had guns drawn on me by them bastards and everything. I'm just. I just, you just get tired of playing that fucking game with these niggas, man. And with these niggas, I mean the fucking Omaha Police Department. But yeah, anyways, follow that account, Blue Snitch, Blue underscore Snitch, and uh, see what she talking about, you know. And uh, yeah, just give her a follow and, you know, hopefully she'd be on point. But like I said, I had it in selling hope like dope because what the fuck was you doing when you was on the force? This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Oh, my God, these goddamn crips just spray painted all over my fucking yard and on my sidewalk. No, uh, <laughs> a Minnesota Trump supporter by the name of Dennis Mola, uh, he, uh, pleaded, uh, he pleaded guilty to wire fraud this nigga he basically uh spray painted like biden 2020 the anarchist symbol and blm on his garage and then he like filed like an insurance claim then he threw up a GoFundMe, and he raised i think like seventy eight thousand dollars and then uh he did some insurance fraud and shit like that so i don't he's facing up to four years in uh, in prison but um we've uh, we've been seeing this for years where uh white folks will spray paint some shit on their own property and claim that uh some black folks did it you know right now they're they're you know blm black lives matter like when somebody says blm make them say black lives matter if they're if they're slandering uh black lives matter make them say it because a lot of times they like to you know dwindle it down to um to a blm so it, it so the racism don't come out in their mind you know what i'm saying when they saw like a blm he's one of those blms i'm a black lives matter supporter are you saying black lives matter are you saying uh Butch's luscious machinery like which one are you talking about because there's a few blms you know what i mean no i don't i don't i don't are you talking about black lives matter why won't you say black lives matter like make the person actually say it like it's this weird thing if you catch it online they won't type it out all the way they uh you know they won't say it they'll just say blm you know what i'm saying just to kind of that cognitive dissonance you know to just kind of you know it ain't you know it you know I, i love the niggers you know what i'm saying it's one of them things you know but yeah my man dennis uh you gotta hold this l like just hold it grasp it so fucking tight uh but yeah i remember what was it years ago there was a white dude he spray painted painted like crips 
on his uh on his on the side of his house or some shit and it's like they don't even be having the sets right they don't have the symbols right and they just claim that some black gang members just you know spray painted their shit and it's just like stop it stop the grift stop the hustle you know just fucking stop it like stop blaming shit on black folks like just fucking stop it and then be the first to tell you that racism don't exist they be the first ones to tell you they be the first ones to tell you there's no racism but here you are trying to make black folks out to be criminals just fucking hold this l get your mask you win perfect All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, we got to give it to the brother Tariq Nasheed and Jade Arendelle, um, Riza Islam, Teslin Figaro, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Professor Jane Small, Dr. Mayat, um, Marcel Dixon, Connie Collins, and Dr. Kaba. Uh, they are throwing a rally for reparations on November 5th. So shout out to them. It starts at 11 a.m. and that's on that's uh, down there in D.C. So they are stomping on, you know, Washington, D.C. about, you know, reparations for black Americans, foundational black Americans, uh, black freedmen. So uh, shout out to them uh, pushing the agenda to the forefront. Uh, right now we are in the heart of election season. Uh, elections are coming up in November. We got our ballots already. Um, and it's just you know we have this this black voter outreach that always is like over sexualized degenerate uh pop culture type bullshit with no tangibles or no issues facing a black community and then when you talk about issues for black folks uh and what i say in the beginning what i'm talking about is like you got stacy abrams coming out here uh, you know, coming out at concerts and shit or dancing on TikTok and uh, shit like that. I ain't talking about what she about to do for them black folks down there in Georgia. Uh, I will give her credit. She's a great uh, strategist when it comes to, you know, flipping states and doing all this other shit. Um, but as as far as with this gubernatorial race, I don't know what she thinks she's doing uh, by not, you know, actually you know reaching out to black folks and actually speaking to black folks instead of you know doing this goofy silly shit it reminds me kind of like that voter die shit back when bush was president and you had all these rappers with these shirts with these uh white shirts with the blue ring or the red ring on it and it said vote or die and i'm just like okay y'all niggas being super extremist right now and it, it really hasn't changed or you got candidates throwing like fish fries you know like oh come on out and talk to me and i'll give you some catfish nuggets and some collard greens nigga you know what i'm saying <laughs> sound like charleston white on that. <laughs> but it, it's just some bullshit it's like you're not talking about any issues about black folks and when you start pressing these politicians this is what they say uh i'm looking into uh legalizing marijuana uh, we're looking to get more men and women out of prison like okay so what if i don't smoke weed and i'm not in prison you know what i'm saying you see how racist that is though like oh nigga i know you like weed so i'm gonna legalize that shit i'm gonna work on legalizing that shit well everybody else is just like oh we're gonna bring jobs into your community we're going to allocate some funds so you guys can have some better business loans at a lower uh 
uh, interest rate, blah, 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 blah. We're going to actually, you know, pave these roads. We're going to, you know, get some new infrastructure going on. And while we get this infrastructure going on in your neighborhood, we're going to hire, you know, these types of people and create some jobs for you guys. And it's, but with black folks, it's just like, I know you like smoking weed, <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's just that bullshit like that. I'm going to legalize that shit so you can get high as a motherfucking kite. You know, it's just like, oh, man, it's just this whole trickle down economic shit. But whenever they need to push something, any other group that needs to push something, they'll hop on. Oh, black folks, you know, they can't get loans. Black folks, you know, property values are down. Black folks can't get jobs. Black folks, this black folks that. And it's tacking on to that, tagging along, just so they then it's then all of a sudden the money starts coming in. It's like yoink, 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 yoink. Then all of a sudden it's black and brown. Then all of a sudden it's minority. Then all of a sudden it's women. You know, and everything and I told you guys this a million times, a minority in America is everybody except for a straight white male. That's it. So gay white men are minorities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? White women are minorities. It's just it's just some straight bullshit. So shout out to everybody that's involved with the rally for reparations that's coming up on November 5th. Uh, make sure y'all be there. If you can't, you know, donate some money to support. And uh, yeah, I hope that thing gets packed. I hope it's a lot of people show up and uh, hopefully this brother Tariq can just, you know, step into a higher realm as far as you know pushing this fba agenda so hopefully this elevates this brother to a you know another level and uh you know kind of bring him to the main stage instead of you know being in that youtubian kind of you know area i know is that's the new black media youtube and things like that and twitter and shit like that but hopefully it it gets this brother's message out to a wider range of folks you know what i'm saying and uh same with uh boyce watkins i have some issues with boyce dr watkins because a lot of times i know when people were back when you know uh black lives matter was really popping off and you know we had all these high profile killings of you know these black men and things like that people be like yo boys what do you think about that oh well if you buy my my uh financial freedom uh work booklet you know that'll give you the keys and the goals to not be killed by police like nigga what you trying to sell me a program nigga and i'm just asking your opinion about tamir rice you know some shit like that so that, that was always his answer to some shit oh buy my program and it's just like all right nigga but now that he's married and shit like that i feel like he's kind of you know kind of figuring figuring out some shit so yeah but shout out to that brother uh Tariq. uh shout out to the co-host jade and uh everybody involved in the panel i really love uh dr kaba dr uh kaba kimene he is uh amazing great scholar great teacher um just a a beautiful human being i love i could just listen to that brother talk all day and then uh i I just love that this rally is happening and they're taking um dr claude anderson's fight you know further and there's new blood being you know put into this uh this reparations talk because you know um dr anderson he gave our parents the blueprint years of decades ago a couple decades ago you know what i'm saying when powernomics came out 
and now a new generation is you know we got this generation now that's you know picking up on that game and you know taking it a little bit further because i know dr anderson he's getting up there so it's just a beautiful thing to just see you know all the all this talk about reparations and holding politicians uh feet to the flame because for so long uh dr claude anderson told taught us about benign neglect policies where they just ignore black folks like when those watts riots happen and just different riots across the country you know uh, during civil rights and shit like that uh it was happening because the government was actually promising stuff to black folks and then they weren't keeping up their end of the promise the feds wasn't the federal government wasn't so black folks just start turning up and you know kind of you know taking shit into their own hands and i'm reading a book well listening to a book right now and i tweeted about this on my regular account uh let me pull it up it's called uh deacons for defense and it's um armed resistance in the civil rights movement and it's uh, by lance hill and it's a, a great great uh book it's actually better than uh, so far i still got a few hours to listen to i still got about five hours left i think it's about a 10 hour read 10 or 12 hours um and so i'm listening to it on my route but this is actually a little bit better than the other book that i actually read this non-violent stuff will get you killed because this talks more in depth and brings up more situations of armed resistance during the civil rights movement and there's a lot of black men down south that just didn't play that shit with the clan and with the so-called segregationists and there's so many stories about black men protecting core members and other, you know, people from up north who would come down south to desegregate uh, lunch counters, uh, schools, uh, public parks and shit like that. And uh, one thing that I've learned is uh, black folks would be losing money on pay phones. So it was like a nickel to call. And because the racist switch operators the phone switch operators they could tell when you were calling either the authorities or you were calling another black person and they would just disconnect your call so a lot of times black folks would be at the payphone with a bunch of nickels hoping they would get a different switch operator so that they could get their call patched through or that the races the different races phone operator didn't know exactly what the number that they were calling i'm like god damn like like you just don't think of this shit and what's crazy about this uh this book and i'm actually gonna i have to buy the actual book you know because you you just with audio books is one of those things where it's like it could be taken down anytime you want and shit like that even though it's downloaded to my phone and you just need that physical copy there's so many books that i have that I've listened to or that I've read that I'm going to keep and pass down just because the information in there is so important. And we're in this weird era where we got these like Christian, these weird old Christian right wing folks, you know, running for school boards and trying to basically ban different sort types of books for our kids and stuff like that. And uh, this is shit that, you know, uh, little black boys and girls need to know about uh every american child needs to know about the this, this shit that went on in the horrors and atrocities but the true story of like armed resistance because there were so many fucking 
uh, instances where like the deacons for defense would, you know, uh, shoot clan members, uh, scare them off, you know, bust their guns at racist uh, firefighters who were trying to, you know, hose down kids who were de desegregating parks and schools and shit like that. And you just don't hear about it because they tell you that Dr. King marched and held hands and said, I had a dream. And then the white folks felt bad. And then all of a sudden you got equal rights. But it was that armed resistance that kept, you know, Dr. King and his people and core and the SCLC, uh, you know, it was the armed resistance on a branch that kept them safe and dr king was about that life too um in that in the book this non-violent stuff will get you killed um that nigga had guns all over the crib I, I just called dr king a nigga but my bad um he had guns all throughout the crib and this was the main one preaching non-violence he had guns up under the the seat of like the wing back chairs a shotgun in the corner cuz didn't play that shit you know what i'm saying and it, it so you you hear that but they tell you that he was non-violent blah 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 and all this other shit and I feel like that just kind of hinders us. So you look at our young people now and even I've, I'm guilty of this, of doing shit like, you know, going out and protesting, you know, killings and shit like that. And not really, you know, just taking it to a motherfucker's doorstep. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, defending your people and trying to turn the other cheek. No, you just pull that hammer out and get them motherfuckers up off you, you know? So... Uh, definitely read that book um, it's a great book or listen to it uh, and um, yeah it's just so many stories about armed you know resistance and self-defense and just some great fucking stories and there's one story that made me so fucking mad there was these black kids they like this is when um, uh, segregation was illegal so these uh, kids I think it was down in Louisiana where they were trying to desegregate a park and a white man walked up to a black child and this pisses me off a little black girl and he has a belt wrapped around his hand and she's on the carousel or something and the white dude walks up to her and these the cops are watching this shit and uh he goes up there and he uh you know acts like he's going to talk to the girl and stuff saying are you enjoying the swing or something and then he starts and he starts hitting her with the belt so then the deacons for defense uh they come in there and start you know uh whooping ass and getting them up out of there and then as soon as they start whooping ass and then uh, i think one of them bust a shot and uh hit somebody i think he let some shots off in the air and hit somebody and then all of then i think somebody got shot in the chest a white dude got shot in the chest and he was a segregationist and all this other shit but uh, as soon as the black men came and started whooping ass and gun button shit uh taking on that whole angry white mob then the cops jumped in and they started arresting and beating the shit out of the black dudes they was letting the the white folks like it was fine when the white dude went up and slapped the you know started hitting the black girl with a belt but then as soon as the the, the black dudes showed up armed and whooping ass and pistol whipping and gun button people then all of a sudden the cops jump in and it's the same shit that you see there was a fight at the mall it was a couple months ago it went viral on twitter and uh 
there was something like uh, these white boys was fighting. Then all of a sudden, I think a black boy jumped in and then the cops just arrested him or some shit. And you were like, yo, what the fuck? But this been going on since since fucking forever, since the cops were slave patrolmen. But I feel like I'm rambling. So we're going to go ahead and head into uh, health over wealth. All right, so moving on to uh, health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. Um, We are moving into a season, a holiday seasons. Um, Seasonal depression starts kicking in. And I just want y'all to remember that happiness is an inside job. Don't let nobody, nobody have that much power over your life all right so you determine how you want to be happy um you know there's supplements out there uh i don't know how to pronounce it i believe it's ashwagandha um that's a great uh supplement that uh stabilizes your mood and it also helps with your cortisol levels which is your stress hormone kind of lowers those and uh, just make sure y'all eating right and working out and getting that little bit of sunlight you know um we have these shorter days now, but, um, and then watch the people around you, watch the people around you, watch these hard luck ass, no good luck having ass drama, kings and queens ass niggas that y'all have in y'all circles. Um, you have to guard your time. Your time is precious hard luck people they will live in your head after your conversation you ever just had a conversation or a text message or a dm from somebody and you just like god damn like it takes all of your fucking energy up out of you like it's just drama after drama like this nigga ain't got nothing positive going on in his life like nigga damn You know what I'm saying? Like, you just be, like, feeling like, fuck. Like, you just be stuck like Chuck. You know what I'm saying? You just, like, man, I can't fucking move. I can't do nothing. With these hard-luck-ass people, um, you need to keep your conversations short or switch to something positive. And, you know, what's kind of draining is uh, if you switch to something positive and they go right back to that fucking doom and gloom ass drama, it, it, it's, it drains on you. It wells on you. And I'm going to tell you all if it's coming through in text messages, direct messages or like Snapchat videos and shit like that, uh, delete that shit right away. Don't even have that fucking energy in your phone delete that shit because you might come back and reread it or some shit like that get that shit on up out your system just just delete it clear that shit out and if you can block them on social media um, block them about the phone you know um or if it's a long conversation on the phone and they they can't deal with the redirection of the positivity that shit is like kryptonite to them uh throw your throw your phone in airplane mode it'll drop the call it won't even say hang up it'll just drop the call just throw your shit in airplane mode the call will just drop it will just drop if the conversation is like god damn like okay i'm trying to give out solutions i'm trying to be a listening ear but goddamn you are just vomiting a gray black and white rainbow up on me like there ain't nothing beautiful about this shit right now you know um 
and then if it's in person you know what take them to a like a quaint diner you know where it's an intimate setting uh they ain't gonna be that comfortable uh you know talking about some shit that they going through in front of total strangers you know and people like this who always got some shit going on the hard luck ass people they be the main ones talking about when you try to tell them like some shit they going through oh you should go talk to a seeker professional they be the main ones i'm like no i don't need to go see no no therapist and then they don't because they using you as a fucking therapist or a cycle is or psychotherapist you know what i'm saying uh or some kind of counselor they using your ass the listening ear it's like no nigga i do not get paid for this shit i don't want to hear it uh once in the blue is fine but every fucking day it is something every fucking day there's always some doom and gloom some old hard luck shit and if you're not careful that shit will rub off on you you know so you have to surround yourself with positivity and uh great people like-minded people who are working towards something who are in a positive state who has some shit who actually reach some of their goals in life you know what i'm saying not somebody who's steady talking bullshit and then always blaming outside circumstances and never takes accountability for themselves okay just we have to you know clean up our friends list you know as we heading into this season of winter this is when you really start having to do the work you got to get in the gym you got to get your money right because once spring hits you don't want to be behind the eight ball you know what I'm saying? So clean up your friends list, take back your power, and you keep them negative ass niggas at a damn distance. All right. So this has been episode 199. This is the last one of season two of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. We made it to fucking 199. Ain't that some shit? And it just took forever. But like I said in November, uh, episodes will start coming a lot more frequently all right so i appreciate y'all being there for me asking i got some emails i got some dms on instagram so make sure you're following the page at do rags and boat shoes um i'm gonna be i revamped the page so make sure y'all you know keep your eye out so there'll be some reels and shit like that and uh it'll be a lot more engaging and informative all right but as always i love y'all peace